Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Being Trans. Well, we're getting up there in numbers. I'm very pleased to say that we've also changed um, our Patreon address to make it easier for you to find and give us sponsorship if you so wish, which is www.patreon.com forward slash being underscore trans. That's easy. so simple. Um, one of the things that I'd have to say that is very difficult as a trans person is to be a trans person who has children. It's, it's not an easy road to navigate because as you look as a child, you expect A plus B to equal C. Okay. And yeah, I use this a lot because this is how our minds work. It's a logical progression. Man plus woman gave me this, my life. Whether you like it or not, that's why you're here. Okay? Now, one of the things that I've, I, I want to address here is that I have seven children. I have three who adore me, who I adore, who we have great interactions. We are a great little nuclear family. I have a daughter who adopted me. She's my oldest daughter. We have okay conversations when we do have a conversation, but they're not frequent. In fact, I haven't heard from her in some time. But I know that she still reads my Facebook. She, I still send her stuff. But she's got her whole life ahead of her, and I'm proud of her. Um, then I have three others who two of which don't want to talk to me because I made a horrible mistake. And I have one who I don't know what to do with. I don't have a clue. I don't have a solution. I don't even have a, an hypothesis of what to do with him because it's just out of my league. And that's my fault. But what happens is, is a lot of people that are trans that have had children in that um, washing out phase of who stays and who goes, a lot of the times I've seen that a lot of trans parents, okay, which would be me, I'm a trans parent, um, and we end up losing our children because they can't see past A plus B equals C. Um, and they want it to stay that way. They want it to be so cut and dry, so clearly obvious. And at the same time, they want the rest of their world to be able to understand to them when they don't equal A plus B equals C. You know, when things don't go right their way, they'll want the same that we as transparents want which is just a little bit of love and a little bit of respect. And we give it tenfold, which, like any good parent should, should take the time, should be more responsive to our children. We should sit there and pay attention to what their needs are and say, yep, I'm cool with this. I understand that. Okay, my child needs this. But it doesn't always work that way. I know some fantastic trans parents who have lost their children or are in the process of losing their children. 
And it's not necessarily... Um, loss that's driven by um, the court system. It can be loss that's driven by um, the ex-partner. It could be loss driven by family members. It could just be that the child is not really liking the idea of mom or dad switching genders. And it's very difficult for them to comprehend. It's very difficult for them to care about it. And that can be very hard on not only them, but, but on you as well as the trans person. Because losing that um, person in your life is, is very detrimental, to say the least. I love my oldest daughter to bits. Uh, she didn't have to adopt me. I never forced her to do it, and I have always loved her for doing it. It was her choice. No one approached her. And I have a lot of respect for her. Um, and I told her a long time ago, look, you know, if it's because of what's going on, me and your mom, and you're having to make a choice of who you're going to pay more attention to, I understand, and I'll still love you, and I'll still care for you. And I do. I still have a very special place in my heart for that young woman. And I'm eternally proud for who she is. You know, I wish the three that are challenging weren't such a challenge. But that's the way life rolls. That's the way the cookie crumbles, however you want to say it. That's just the fact that I deal with. There is that other issue, though. There is cisgendered parents on the other side who try their best to tear down the trans person. Whether or not it's out of anger, whether or not it's out of confusion, whether or not it's, it's whatever, it doesn't really matter. The fact is that we're faced with this other person who does not like the trans person. There are some couples who have uh, harmoniously broken up um, and have been able to walk away and be happy that, you know, you're you, I'm me, let's go have a good life, see you later. The child will be spending some time with you and spending some time with me. And I'm not going to chew you down, you don't chew me down. And some couples can make it work. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. Um, I strive very very hard and I strive I really push myself not to be one of those parents that attack the other parent. But even I fail at times. Even I get angry. Like there was a, an issue. Um, my kids have bus passes and they're a reduced rate to get on the bus to go to school. All right, that's great. My daughter left her and her brother's bus pass at the other parents. And instead of the other parent doing what was right, the other parent said, no, I'm not going to do anything. Until Friday when the handover was done, she then took the bus passes. So I had to pay out money for the kids to go to school that was out of our budget that wasn't already allocated on those cards. 
And it became really difficult, and there was a lot of cost that got involved. But it was very spiteful on the other person's side. All the other parent had to do was just after work, drop those off. Or on your lunch break, drop those off. And, and that really becomes difficult. And that isn't a trans issue. That's just a bad parenting issue. And it's, you know, it frustrates. And you get angry about it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that itself is not a trans issue. That's a parenting issue on both sides. You made a horrible choice. I reacted inappropriately. I got mad and said, I really can't stand when you do this shit. It wastes so much time. It wastes so much money. And it impacts on all our lives. But you don't care. And you see how that, that mentality exists. And it, it exists not only for cisgender people, but it's still the same thing for trans people. We still end up with that kind of feeling. But the problem that exists is I have a, an ex-partner who likes to degrade me or belittle me at every chance that they can get. And I have to diffuse that when my kids come home. But there's a good way to diffuse it. And there's an easy way to diffuse it. And I think that a lot of trans parents need to look at this. You don't have to be perfect. Because you can't be perfect. You never will be perfect. No parent ever is. And that includes cisgendered parents. And trans parents. We cannot be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to stumble over ourselves. But it's at that moment that you realize that you make a mistake, that you are able to move forward. And when you look at how you're going to Work with such a situation. The only thing I can say is to just be you. Be honest. Be true. Be kind. Be gentle. And show the kinder hand to your children. You don't have to be rough and tough and say, doggone it. It's my way or the highway. Like, I have a kid who sometimes likes to get hungry in the middle of the night. He is the, he's a very gentle soul. He's lovely. But he gets hungry. All right. I have a fruit bowl. You know what? If you feel hungry in the middle of the night, you come get a piece of fruit. I'm okay with that. And I tell him. And the full the fruit bowl is always full to the brim. There is never a lack of fruit in my fruit bowl. Never. They, they're here for a week. And I make sure each one of them take right around two pieces of fruit to school a day. And at the end of the week, there's still fruit flowing over the rims of my fruit bowl. Why? Because that's healthy. And when they get home from school, they can grab a bowl of fruit. They can grab a, uh, they, they can chop it up, put a little cream with it, do whatever they need to do, sprinkle a little bit of whatever and some cinnamon sugar on it and have some apples and cinnamon sugar, that's fine. But eat the fruit. 
if you're hungry in the middle of the night, come out and get a an orange. I don't care. Just make sure you clean up after yourself. Don't look like a pigsty in my kitchen. The difference is, is that when you're adjusting such a situation, like my ex gets really angry at this child for getting up and eating in the middle of the night. And I can understand that. I can understand how that can be very, very frustrating. Very angry to, to have to deal with a child doing that. And you have to look at it as a whole and say, okay, what is better for that child? Is it better to get angry or is it better just to make a bigger fruit bowl? Well, with a bigger fruit bowl, I don't have that battle with him. I've never had that battle. I've never been angry at him for eating a piece of fruit. So I change the solution and I, and I avoid having to correct the problem because it's really not a problem. Granted, if he was me, you know, cooking hamburgers and everything like that in the middle of the night, we might have a little bit of an issue. You know, might say, hey, do you make patties for everybody? <laughs> you know, but but at the same time, kids have got to learn. And I I heard somebody, they were like, oh, you know, you, you got, you don't have teenagers. I'm like, I've had teenagers before. I got a teenager now. He's 13. Yeah, he's getting a little angry here and there. But what I do is I simply say, oi, not in my house, not on. Don't go yelling at your sister. Don't go yelling at your brother. But they're moving. Well, they're moving because they want to move. You're moving too. And you bring back that logic and you show them that, hey, you know, they have a right to move just the same as you do. Calm down. Think about this before you explode. And he's having some struggles with the other parent too. And I'm like, well, you have solutions. You can, you know choose to do this, you can choose to do that, you can make choices. But you have to make the choice. You have to decide what you want. And I empower my teenager to look at all sides of the issue. Don't just get mad and run around going, Aah! because that's not a solution. And I think that when you approach issues like that, you end up finding a more harmonious approach to raising your children. You know, I'm like I said, it's not always been perfect. I've not always been perfect. They've never been perfect. You know, we all say, oh, that's my perfect little angel. But we know deep down inside something's gone on that isn't perfect. Um, <laughs> now, when we look at being trans, yeah, you've got other issues that exist there. Now you have a parent that's switching genders. But is that going to be an issue that you're going to have it... Are you going to make it a paramount issue, like the eating in the middle of the night? No. Why waste your time? Okay. I'm still the same parent I was, except that now I have boobs and I'm headed towards surgery and physical changes that are different. 
but does it change who I am emotionally to my children? Well, they might say, yes, it has. I'm a calmer person. I'm kinder. I'm gentler. Um, and the way I look at life is different. And for that, yeah. Did the little blue pills do it for me? I would think a little bit. Did removing the toxicity out of my life do it for me? Hell yeah. And, and I think that we as trans people also need to react that. We're not here to replace the other parent. We shouldn't be trying to replace the other parent. If you were dad, all right, and I, I, I stand by the way I've raised my kids. I'm dad. I was, I was the reason that, well, I was 50% of the reason that they're here. It takes two to tango, and you can't get it without it. Um, and that's why they're on this earth. Now, am I here to replace the other parent? No, I'm not. They have spent years calling me dad. So, call me dad. I'm okay with that. I can be like the reed. I can bend. And when the wind stops blowing, I will stand straight and tall again. And that is the way that you should look at things as a transparent. Don't force your kids to change pronouns for you. Don't force your kids to talk to you differently. Don't you know, you can sit down and have a conversation with them and say, look, you know, if we're out and about and someone hears you call me dad, they may give you funny looks. If you get those funny looks and they make you uncomfortable, you can call me anything you want. But in saying that also, I have rules that my kids are not allowed to call me by my first name. I don't, that, that is just something that is, non-negotiable with my kids. So, um, but, but they, but no matter how or which way we look at it, they are comfortable with being who they are. We have open conversations about, um, sex. We have open conversations about gender we have open conversations straight across the board about a lot of things and how we go about them. So, yeah, it can be very, very difficult. One of the... One of the toughest things that you you do end up with being as a transparent is that moment when they leave and you are dealing with that moment of being alone that moment that you are not the full-time parent because you've agreed to visitation with the other parents and and you have to understand that's the way it's going to be and that wouldn't matter whether or not you're trans or whether or not you were cis um, we all who are separated or divorced or estranged have to deal with that at some point. And it can be very difficult. It can be very confrontational. The best thing I can say to you is if you have the opportunity and you need to talk to someone, 
pick up the phone. Find somebody. Go have a coffee with a, with a girlfriend or a, or a friend or, or whatever. Go do something to start living your life. Your children are a part of your life. They're not your existence. Your existence is everything that encompasses you. And your children are part of your existence. They're part of your life. But they shouldn't be the sole focus of it. They shouldn't be the sole reason you wake up and you go to sleep at night. You eat, you sleep, you drink, you go to work. They shouldn't be that for you. You should have your existence that exists around that. The reason why you get up. The reason that you are who you are. And it's at that moment that you look at that and you're able to figure out who you are. They actually respond better. They actually realize that you care more. You know, I know my 13-year-old boy knows that I love him with all my heart and that I would do anything for him. I know that we as a family are here together because we care about each other. And I know that he returns that affection and that love to me by being a good kid. He really is. He's an amazing young man, and I am so lucky. Um, yeah, so I think that as we look at the issues of being a transparent, we can go and, and start looking at, hey, let's change the way people might see us. Um, one of the things I also wanted to address on is if you're here in Australia, we have a thing called working with children cards. I think it's important that every trans person out there gets this. Take the time, get this card. Protect yourself. Because if someone says you're a pervert, you have a physical piece of protection right there that was researched by the government and the police stations, you know, the law enforcement, to make sure that you are a decent person. There are a lot of straight and cisgender people out there who cannot get this card. So if you can get this card, get it. Keep it in your purse at all times. Keep it in your wallet. Have it there. It's there to make you feel safe as well. Um, we are also in the middle of, well, it started this week on the 13th, ends on the 19th, is um, Transgender Awareness Week. Um I don't know what to quite say about all these things. I think that the more we pound our chest and go, all right, all right, what do we want? Eh, are we going to get it now? I, you know, I really think that we put a cross to our backs. And I understand and I sympathize with those that have lost their lives. And I really do take a moment of sadness for each person that did lose their lives to cisgendered attacks or people that 
are so horrible that they just have to feel that need to bully someone else or that religion that finds a reason to be horrible to anybody for any reason whatsoever. I just, I do feel for you. I do wish you all the best and all the safety. I mourn for the ones that have been lost. There is no excuse for our governments to turn their backs on us. We pay taxes. We live. We survive. We do everything that everyone else does. We smile. We have families. We cook. We clean. We wash our clothes. We put our pants on one leg at a time. Or stockings. Or skirts. The same way everybody else does. But take the time. Please be ever so careful for yourself. Look after yourself. Um, if you need help, there's Men's Line, Lifeline, Crisis Line, Q Life. <coughs> oh, man, the list goes on and on. They're around. You can find them on the internet. You can talk to them over the internet. You can talk to them over your phone. You can even go to a payphone if you can find one of those. But they're out there for you. Okay? So look after yourself. Take good care of yourself. Because you matter. Um, thanks. We'll talk to you later. Bye now.